In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 325 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... You damn well already know who your co-host is. It's the magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah you are buddy. What's up? How you doing? Gomez, what a day. What? What's going on? So we're recording a little out of schedule this week. We're day early because I have some scheduling conflicts. But Gomez, I thought we were going to start with bad news. But we don't because ooh, we've ooh. got – it's not breaking news because by the okay. time this episode comes <laughs> out, this will be old news. But let's talk a little baseball. Oh, hot stove, baby. Let's go. Oh, man. Just a couple days after our generational ace, Jacob deGrom, leaves for the fortuitous bounty of Arlington, Texas. Fucking Rangers. Our really stinking rich owner, Steve Cohen, comes up and says, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to get the other best pitcher of the generation then. And we today, I say we as if we had a part in it. I'm sure we did. We. I mean, we basically talk to Kate Upton all the time. So, <laughs> Justin Verlander is a New York Met for the next two years. How are you feeling about that? So, like, uh, you know, I don't mind it. Uh, I mean, listen, he won the Cy Young, right? I was not expecting that because he's an old-ass man, and uh, usually old pitches so don't last. Let me cut you off right there. You called him an old-ass man. I am one year older than him. Well, first of all, you're an old ass man. No, this so, rude. Uh, okay, quite frankly, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, uh, as an athlete, he's an old ass man. He's been pitching um, forever. Hello, um, <laughs> one half of the FWF tag team champions, right here. You guys can't see. I had to reach down and grab the belt. I always keep it within arm's reach. Yes, you do. (laughs) It looks like this is the time for old-ass men to enjoy themselves. (laughs) We've got the tag team champion over here. We've got Mr. Cy Young over there. And we're just killing the game, Gomez. I can't deny it. I can't. I can't deny it. You're old-ass men, but you are killing the game. That's it. Are you happy with this Verlander? Very much so. I've been a Verlander fan for a long time. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, I think his conditioning is top-notch. He has turned into just a pure, from a pure power pitcher, into someone who knows actually how to use what he has to get the most out of it. Um, I think a two-year deal, this is what it was going to take. We knew he was going to want that big average annual value. He's not looking to go long-term. We didn't have to give up the term. 
that we would have had to give up with DeGrom, which is equally as important. Listen, I love Jacob DeGrom. I'm not mad at Jacob DeGrom. When you are a professional athlete, especially in baseball, you have to basically bide your time before you're able to test free agency. Uh, With Jacob DeGrom, he took an extension early. He had the option to opt out. He chose that option. He did not like New York. We've been hearing this for a very long time. He did not like New York. He did not want to continue to live in New York. And so he utilized the weapons at his disposal and chose to work somewhere else. The fact that he got more money or more term, it doesn't really matter to me. He he didn't want to live there. He didn't want to work there. He didn't have to, and he chose not to. I am okay with that. I'm okay with the Mets not going out on that limb and making that long of a deal. Yes, I understand. Because he is 34. He has recent injury history. Lots of recent injuries. So there is a lot of risk associated with that. I'm okay with the Mets not trying to jump off the cliff with a mega deal that was going to blow that one even out of the water. I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with him wanting that deal. And in all actuality, it's what, uh, $185 million, five years. But it's even more actual money now because he's not paying state city tax or anything like that in Texas. So you're talking about a realized income of tens of millions of dollars. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because you know what? If another job came to me and said, hey, would you like to come to our company and make a whole shit ton of money and have maybe a better quality of life and a nicer time, whatever the case may be, if you're going to offer me something, I'm going to listen. I'm not that loyal. I'm loyal to myself and to the people who are immediately in my circle. And if this is a better deal for him and his family, I'm okay with that. So I'm, I've am i seen a lot of hate going around the internet on Jacob deGrom. I don't get that. But that's what you get in sports. You get a lot of irrational takes and irrational fandom. And that's what sports is. So fine, whatever. I don't agree with it. I'm happy for him. I hope he does well. You know, of course, when he pitches three no-hitters in April, we're all going to sit there and go, oh, the Mets fucked this up, you know, because Verlander will have one game where he gives up four runs in three innings and we'll be like, oh, this is what happens. And listen, part of being a fan. But in the moment, this team considers themselves a team with the opportunity to win now. You needed to go get a frontline pitcher. Out there on the market right now is Verlander, who just coming off a Cy Young season, and Carlos Rodon, Rodon, who was with the Giants last year, who is going to get a big money deal. He's only 30. He's probably going to get six years, somewhere in the probably close to $200 million. Who the fuck knows? But to me, Verlander's more of a sure thing than Rodon. That's the way I look at it. Rodon has a checkered injury history at a lot younger of an age. And I understand Verlander has a lot of mileage on his arm, but at the same time, this is a guy who just came back from Tommy John surgery and pitched to an under two ERA in the American league. Pretty crazy. You know, at 40 years old, he's going to, I look at him as baseball's Tom Brady. He doesn't want, he's not looking to wrap up a career here. He's looking to keep going for as long as possible. He really wants to hit 300 wins and we can say pitching wins don't matter anymore. Believe me, I'm in that camp as well. But there is going to be a novelty of watching this guy attempt to go to 300 wins because 
he might be the last one with the chance, you know, when, when Glavin hit it, when Randy Johnson hit it, we were like, Oh, these could be the last ones. You know, we thought CC Sabathia, if he wanted to hang around, maybe could get, you know, in that area. Verlander's probably about what four or five years away at 14 wins a year from doing it. But at least it shows his competitive side because he's putting himself in a position on a team that theoretically has a chance to win him a lot of ball games. Can he win 30 games, maybe more over the next two years? We shall see. Yes, exciting stuff. So with the DeGrom thing, uh, I just hate that it's the Rangers because when I think of the Rangers, they're just a shit team. They always just suck. Every once in a while, they get a good a good team out there. It's just like, oh, I, I would want to see him be on a better team. I want to see Jacob do good. I want to see him actually win something. If he's going to leave us, I want him to, to win something. I think – we as fans make too much out of the winning thing. Like, uh, but I don't know because I think you should want to win, though, bro. And I think you should want to win. I think you want to win to a certain point. It, it's a lot different when you're in this position and it's your job. You know, sure. only only 25 guys out of 800 get to win every year. And, yes, you'd like to win especially if you've had the kind of career like Jacob DeGrom's not hurting for money. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not, That's the thing it's too. not yes. like before this contract. This contract ain't changing his life. He's he's done. He's good. Yeah. He's already got his lifetime. You know, this yes. is all money he'll never be able to spend if he exactly. tries. Exactly. Yeah. And I get so that. That's another thing. But at the yes. same time, you're talking about a 34-year-old man with a young family. He just wants to have a good time at life. And if he's not enjoying living in New York, then – I don't care. I, I personally, I was really intrigued by the fact that Tampa Bay Rays reached out to him because Tampa Bay has been trying to get like a primo free agent on a on a big money one year deal for a couple of years now. They tried it with Freddie Freeman last year. And there's a lot of peeling about that. But, you know, it's these these kinds of players do not want to go to empty buildings. He's going to have crowds in Texas. There's going to be people that come out to see Jacob DeGrom pitch. There is a good atmosphere there. There's a new stadium. The way of life is top notch you're in the dallas fort worth area there so i don't really think he's leaving anything on the table i simply think he's looking at it from a lifestyle point of view and i can't disagree with that you think he's looking at it as uh i need this money because i know my arm ain't what it used to be no i wonder if that's a thing too no i i think you know like i've been injured maybe i don't you know i think when it comes to the money that's where the players want to win it's the competitiveness between each other to get more money than the guy before them. Like Scherzer set the bar last year at $43 million a season. That was a big deal to him. He even said that. It was a big deal to him to go and set the market. Verlander today, $43 million a season. I'm sure it was a big deal to him that he didn't take a penny less than Max Scherzer. Sure. DeGrom did take less average annual value. But there's zero dollars deferred, so it has a higher present day value. And like I said, he's not paying those taxes, so he's actually seeing more realized money right now. So I think that's where the competitiveness comes in. I'm sure players want to win. I'm not saying this guy's just going through the motions, but I think the spectacle of winning plays a lot less of a factor to some people. Some people just look at this as their job and they're going to just go in, clock in, and do it. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the, what are the moves the Mets got to make here, bro? Pitching, uh, we need some bats, don't we? 
Uh, listen, the Mets could go in a lot of different directions. We still got Brandon Nimmo's a free agent if he does leave, and he has a lot of interest out on that free agent market. I mean, people don't think of Brandon Nimmo as a superstar when you say it like that. No, yeah, I get it. But if you look at his numbers, he's, he's got a very healthy career here, and he gives you something you really a lot of teams don't have a left handed hitting, legitimately legitimate center fielder with a high on base percentage who gives you solid defense, who has uh, above average speed, you know, puts the ball in play, gives you a decent uh, slugging percentage. You know, he's not the classic 300, 400, 500 hitter that we talk about. But he's he's basically up there. I mean, he's going to get something, I would think, probably around $140 million, which I don't really know anyone expected to hear those kind of numbers crazy. associated with Brandon Nimmo. Uh, if he leaves, and I, I hear Toronto's in heavy on him, they're really looking mm -hmm. to make a push for him. If he leaves, you got to plug that hole somewhere. You don't really have another natural center fielder on your roster right now unless you're going to – patchwork it together with either Starling Marte or Marcana or whoever whoever else you have here. Um, but the, in that case, the Mets need to go out and get an outfield bat and and supplement the outfield somewhere. And then we, we still got holes in the starting pitching rotation. Okay, maybe you look at this with the Verlander signing and say they replaced the Grom, but you still got Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker who are free Bassett, agents. Yeah. Well, Bassett hasn't necessarily been lost yet. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm sure he's going to get a significant deal somewhere, and I don't know if the Mets are going to feel comfortable going into the, those kinds of numbers for Chris Bassett. I would. <laughs> I mean, the, someone's got to pitch, though. Someone's got to pitch, and those <laughs> innings got to come from somewhere. And at some point, those innings cost money. So whether yeah. it's Chris Bassett or Taiwan Walker or uh, Jamison Tyone, or any of these mid-tier pitchers, I mean, they're looking to cash in right now. This is a very robust – everyone's always looking for pitching. You always yeah. need pitching. And a lot of times, very hard to develop because it's so inconsistent. So you got to go spend those dollars, especially for a team like the Mets who feels like they're close. You have no choice but to spend this money. Hmm. And you look at the moves. Listen, the Mets came in second in the division last year. <laughs> are they a better team today than they were yesterday? Hell no. Uh, arguably no. With who's mm -hmm. currently on the roster and who's currently free agents, the answer is, is no. But the Phillies went out and signed Trey Turner to a $300 million deal today. Crazy. So you look at these things, you know, the Braves aren't going to sit silently. They're going to make some moves somewhere. There's already been talk that they've inquired about uh, Sean Murphy, the catcher from Oakland. So they're looking to to upgrade where they can. The Phillies are going to spend some money. The Phillies do spend money. Yes, so, and Steve Cohen can maybe have the deepest pockets. At some point, you can't spend, I mean, I guess you could, but you, you could, but going to a it billion doesn't make dollars, sense. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, at some point, it doesn't make sense to keep spending yet. We would love it, right? We want to keep spending it, bro. Spend that money. <laughs> I mean, sure, we would love it. Absolutely. <laughs> but Spend that shit. There comes a breaking point where even even he's got to look at it and yes. go, okay, that's enough for now. There's there's no point. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> so I mean, do they, they're not they're obviously not in play for any of the big shortstops, the the Bogarts or the Dansby Swansons, the Carlos Correas. Obviously, Turner's off the market now. 
Turner was the guy I, w- I would love if they wanted to get really creative and maybe try turning Trey Turner into Move a center fielder or something. Center fielder, baby. Center fielder. Mm. Well, maybe for a couple of years, but then you got to put him at second at some point. Yeah. I mean, if the, a guy like that opens you up and lets you be creative with what you have, and they have a good manager in Buckshaw Walter who would be able to do that. But now you got to really lock down. There's not a abundance of high quality outfielders out on the market. Once you get past Aaron Judge and Brandon Nimmo, those are really the top two outfielders on the market. You have a question mark like Michael Conforto. We remember Michael Conforto, right? Yeah, we do. He missed all of last season with a shoulder injury. Now he's probably going to try for, I would assume he's going to want to take like a one-year pillow contract, like a make good. prove it. Yeah. And then come back on the market next year and try to cash in where he can. But, you know, is is that necessarily a guy you can rely on now who's missed an entire season of Major League Ball? Did the Phillies lose anyone that they added Trey Turner, or they just added Trey to that lineup? Well, they um, who was their shortstop? Didi Gregorius, or was that the oh, year man. before? Or Gene I'm, Gene Segura? I think they. Know, it's Segura. a big, it's a big upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listen. Who isn't Trey Turner an upgrade over? If no, you really not... want to break it down, you're, you're talking about maybe the best all around shortstop. You know, I mean, who's on that list? Trey Turner. Tatis, Lindor. I mean, there's a couple different ways you can go depending on what you value and ages and salary, all that being considered. But I mean, there's very few people that Trey Turner is not an upgrade over. Crazy lineup, bro. Goddamn. Crazy lineup. And Bryce Harper will be out until probably the All-Star break right now. Oh, that's right. He had had surgery. Was it Tommy John or was it just? Yeah, he had not like the full Tommy John, but he did have Tommy John. That's crazy. That's right. He's coming back towards the end. Also, I mean, that's, I mean, not good, but I mean, all right. So maybe uh, they could take a step back, obviously. Well, you know, pitching still the name of the game. I, they still have Zach Wheeler under contract, (laughs) you know, but he's another, a year older. Aaron Nola's a year older. Uh, Obviously Noah Syndergaard ain't uh, back on the market. Yeah, bro. Poor guy. But who knows what, uh, I don't know what kind of deal he's going to get now. I'm interested to see that because he did not have now this was his first full year back from his own Tommy John surgery. Yes. But it's gonna be interesting to see what the market bears for Noah Syndicate. Remember, this is a guy who went from being a superhero in New York, (sighs) King of the World, got a big, big dollar value for a single year out in Anaheim last year, ends up getting traded to the Phillies, did not had a very mediocre year, very inconsistent, and then ends up getting skipped. For a start in the, in the post, World Series, yeah. once they had the rain out, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? This saves us a day from having to play Syndergaard." Oh, and then when they, even did pitch him, when they did pitch him, it got to be like, "If we could just get four good innings out of Syndergaard," and it's like, That's "Wow!" Like how That's the mighty rough. have fallen. That is but then rough. again, at least he's still in the league, unlike our other man, Matt Harvey. So, <laughs> fucking dog night, baby. <laughs> you know, there was a pitcher from. I should say a picture, not a picture. A picture from a, a picture of pitchers of before the two, 2015 season of the six pitchers for the Mets: Bartolo, Matt Harvey, Wheeler, Mats, Syndergaard, and Degrom, and they're all gone now. And you know it's happened. We're used to know, it. Attrition, you know, but it's still crazy to kind of look at that picture and say, "Wow." 
They're all gone. Every one of them. Yeah, I think we're, we're used to it. Generation K over here, baby. We're used to getting hyped up and having a year or two good. Hey, you then... know what? This wasn't quite Generation K, though. Generation no, K. I mean, we had an all-time great on our team, bro. The Grom is yeah, that's a rough one. Two Cy Youngs there. Zach Wheeler has turned into a, a top-of-the-rotation Major League starter. Just wasn't with the Mets. Um, bet they're wishing they had that one back to do, you know? Because now his contract looks like an absolute bargain for, for what he got. And people at the time were like, oh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I didn't think it was really an overpay by the Phillies when they did it. I thought the Mets easily could have and should have matched it, but we were in a different ownership state at the time. Yes, so they we were are. spending shit. Oh, baby. Baseball talk. I love it. A lot we of didn't talk, we didn't talk much. Yeah, we didn't talk much because, you know, postseason wasn't uh, too happy for us. No, so. no. We got <laughs> um, we lost our attention span on that very quickly. Real quick. So, you know, hasn't been a lot of baseball talk, but all right. Uh, is Aaron Judge real fast? He's staying with the Yankees? What's going on here? Who I would say. Giants? I, right? I would love it if he didn't. Yeah. Because I think the back. The, you got to remember. The Yankee fans already hate Yankee ownership. Yes. So they love George Steinbrenner. They yeah. hate his kids because kids, his kids. They, they don't want to spend that money. <laughs> they run it. Well, it's really his his it's one a, son now. They run it like a business. It's a business. Yeah, we got to make and, money, bro. And they hate Brian Cashman because he hasn't gone out and really flexed his financial muscle recently. How has he had a job for 20 years, Brian Cashman? Especially when the Yankees haven't won in a long He just got a new contract time. today, Monday. How, how, how does that work? Like, I'm like, because he, who's they better? haven't won shit, I guess, but there's no. Cashman is a great executive, but he operates within the parameters provided to him. You know, they, they have found young talent. They have found these diamonds. You know, how many times do we look at the Mets with a fucking can't miss prospect yeah, who comes who up and is and flames out so spectacular miss you ever saw <laughs> and then the the yankees pick up someone off the scrap heap from like st louis like luke voigt is just some like fringe prospect and all of a sudden he leads the league in home runs you know Gio urshela is just some fifth infielder from cleveland and then he turns into a, a defensive whiz and a solid major league hitter on the yankees you know, all these guys that they just find who turn into these, you know, even Judge wasn't like necessarily that high of a prospect. And now he's like the biggest home run hitter in the game. It's crazy. So crazy. Mm. All right. Well, you know, so Cashman's going to be there. But you know what? Even today, Kate Upton said in an interview that apparently they had a bigger offer from the other team in New York, but they didn't want to go to a, the team that boos their own. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Imagine Verley. Oh man, the, uh, George Steinbrenner would have never been happy with that. He's never gonna let someone like the Mets get a player that he wanted. Hell no. Hell no. Like here, here's an extra ten million for those booze. Come on over, baby. <laughs> Listen, and I, I'll tell you what. I don't need five World Series. I don't need three in a row. Oh, I don't need. I don't one. need <laughs> Give me one, one baby. World Series before I die. I want to taste it. Just once. That's it. That's it. All I need is that one. Just give me that one, and I don't care about this Mets-Yankees pissing contest. 
I don't care about the fucking Atlanta Braves winning 3,100 consecutive division titles. Go for I them. I don't care about Mike Sosha. I, I don't, like all this bad, you know, a fucking Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina. I don't care. Just get it off my shoulders and win once. Your lips to God's ears, baby. Come on. Give it to us, please. You hear that, John Cena? Make it happen. <laughs> so what you, uh, what you been up to this week, Joe? Oh, very busy week, Gomez. We have a lot to talk about. Um, both in stuff we watched and some news. An article came out this week, and this is going to lead us into some movie chatter. Oh, and I sent it over to you, and we said we got to talk about this on the podcast because we talk about this topic often and how it makes no sense to us. And this article stated that Amazon Prime, Prime Video, has now surpassed Netflix as the biggest video streaming site in the world. And you and I both said, how the fuck is this possible? Before Lord of the Rings this summer, what shows on Amazon are people running to? This, it doesn't matter. It doesn't happen. Amazon shows. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you watching on Amazon? Like, the, I know people watch The Boys. Sure, The Boys. It? Yeah. Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale. Is that on there? Uh, I think that's Hulu. Okay. There's, but there is some other show, uh, Miss Maisel or something. A marvelous Mrs. Maisel is on. That's there. the show, right? I um, think that's it, though. What else is there? You know, I'm there's another show I used to watch a few years back, probably around the time we started this podcast. Seven years ago. <laughs> but like, they keep trying. They keep throwing. They, shit oh, at the they wall. try, and there is stuff that's good. It's just they don't promote it. I never see no commercials for their fucking shows. No. Nothing. It's it is a very limited amount of original content. They do have a really weird selection of. It's kind of like when when Netflix first started up, and you were getting these weird documentaries and weird movies and stuff that they could just get the rights to, yeah, and put on the original streaming format. Um, remember with uh, Prime, you would get a lot of like weird sports documentaries. We'd get these weird video game documentaries. I would yes. find there was yeah, one on Monopoly. Lot. There was there was the the documentary about the Atari ET cartridge. I think it was called Game Over. That That's was on right. there. Yes, I remember you talking about that. You know, there was um the Game Chaser one where the guy's trying to complete the set of retail released Nintendo original Nintendo cartridges. Oh yeah, that's right. I, so, wow, I remember all these. Yeah, like Amazon <laughs> had like this really oddball selection of like if late at night like give me something fucking weird and hook it to my veins type of content. But as far as I don't see a lot of people spending a lot of time on Amazon prime, but apparently they now have more subscribers because just more people worldwide are using Amazon. Now they don't tell us this is the thing is none of these streaming sites give us the details of ratings or how many people are watching. So Netflix did release a statement today about how the Jeffrey Dahmer series that they had released uh, was also from uh, the guy from Glee, uh, Ryan, whatever his name is, but the guy yeah. who created Glee. So he My did this mind. Jeffrey Dahmer series, and they said, oh, it's hit a billion a billion streaming hours. What? And it's like, <laughs> okay, crazy. cool. Like, What does I that guess, mean? But what does so what that is- mean? Exactly. But this is kind of where we are in this streaming life now that's how youtube measures content you know oh here's how much time people sent street you know they just say these things well well, how do we know netflix just said this wednesday show that they did 
is the number one show they've ever done. It's the yeah. most streamed show. What? Oh, okay. If you say so. I mean, last week it was something else was the number one. And the week before, every time they release something, it's the number one thing. I don't, doesn't make sense to me. You know, Peacock just announced they've got 18 million subscribers now all of a sudden. And and the thing is, 18 million people, like, where are they coming from? That's, I, I don't know, because they were, they were bottom, they were like six. They were like, last, they were like ninth. They're like no, all of a sudden they got 18 million. So like what what happened here? Where are these people coming from? <laughs> what are they paying for? Especially Peacock. What is on Peacock besides wrestling? We don't turn Peacock on. I forget Peacock exists all the time. Every now and then I remember that I have access to Peacock and I go in and I'll watch a couple episodes of Parks and Rec. There you go. You That's know, something. because I because Alicia I don't have it, it on Netflix anymore. And maybe every now and then I'll get a an itch that I want to scratch, and I'll be like, "Let me put on a Saturday night's main event from 1988, sure. like yeah, something okay. like that." But uh, like I'm Peacock has nothing new for me. I did watch that Teddy Hart thing was on Peacock. Yeah, sure, it's a wrestling related thing. But so everything that, is wrestling I'm not, related. I'm not using Peacock for anything. Never. That's something. Eighteen million people have signed up for Peacock. They love it. They can't get enough of it. I don't know. I don't know. Streaming, it's it's something. Uh the other day, Joe, I didn't get to talk about this last week. I saw a Netflix movie in the theaters. Wild. I'm sorry, how does that work? So because <laughs> I believe you said the first part of your comment was that you saw a Netflix movie, to which I'm like Okay, pal. So of all of us, do it all the time. You're, you're not really all that special. But then you said, in the theaters. So that begs the question, Gomez. How could one possibly do such a thing? So, uh, I saw the Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion. Uh, I Knives see Out. Yeah, Knives Out was bought by Netflix. There was a big bidding war, and Netflix overpaid purposely to be like we want this we want to be in the knives out business Mm -hmm. because they bought the rights to sequels and spinoffs and all this stuff and i believe in the contract there was a clause that hey i make movies you know they gotta come out in the movie theater I, i need at least a week or whatever so they agreed to this so they agreed to one week we're gonna show this movie in the theaters for one week I wasn't going to go see this movie because it's coming to Netflix, you know? It's coming. I was thought it might have been there already. I've been looking for it, but apparently it doesn't hit Netflix until December 23rd. So Christmas. Yeah, like Christmas time. So it was a full month before. Uh, a friend was in town. He uh, just had a big birthday, so we are going to go see some movies. And we said, let's go see this movie. Why not? It was sold out all day, all weekend, bro. Okay, an adult movie. This is an adult movie. This is an adult movie. This is the kind of adult movie we say really doesn't get made. Doesn't get made. And because of that, it got made and people ran to the theaters to see it. People like Daniel Craig. He is a a movie star. You know, he's James Bond for 12 years. That does count for something. Uh, Other than that, you know, the rest of the cast, uh, Batista's in there. Uh, There's some main people. Kate Hudson is in there. There's some main people. Uh, Jessica Fenwick. Is you know she's a name, you know now. Sure. So you know it was packed. I believe it made nineteen million dollars that weekend, mm-hmm. playing in you know 
600 screens if even across the country and like yeah. black panthers playing on 4000 screens well, see, you know this is the thing that got me because i kept hearing how much of a success it was and then i saw the number and i was like i i think the number i saw was like 13 million and i'm yeah. going 13 million i mean we're not we're in the same ballpark we're still in the teens yeah. and i go yeah nothing i go how the fuck is this considered a success yeah cuz every every show when it showed was sold out and apparently the theaters uh we're like, hey, can can we keep this? It's making money. Let's keep. And Netflix like, now nah, we're good. We're yeah. good. We 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 don't want to extend it, which is just insane. They spent four hundred and fifty million. That's not an exaggerated number. Mm-hmm. They spent four hundred and fifty million for the rights for these movies. How the fuck are they gonna make four hundred and fifty million dollars back on so, just these movies? So they what spent four hundred and fifty million on the rights to the movies, but then they gotta produce the movie, right? Yeah. I think it counts that it's all it's all the budget and stuff is is included in that. But then like the a future movie, they still gotta produce a they future. They still gotta movie. make it. Yes, they still gotta make it. Yes. So we're we're far beyond 450 million here. I mean, if they want to keep this going, if they own the rights to this stuff, obviously they're going to milk it into the ground. So we're talking about I'm I'm sure a movie like this has a budget of near a hundred million. You know, I'm I'm assuming you're getting a lot of these actors to work for maybe not their full rates because it is yes, a big because it's a fun, yeah, it's like a fun thing they want to do. Yes, you know, so so sure, but, but still. <laughs> this is still an expensive venture. Make your fucking money back, and it's not. There are people that not they're not going to go to the movie theaters. There's, there's plenty of people Correct. who are going to be yeah. like, I'm going to go see it in a month when it's free. Yeah, because you know people they say that thing is free. You know, they pay for it, but I'm going to watch it for free on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're paying for it, you know, you're paying for Netflix either way. Yeah. At that point, you're just getting more for your money. That's like if I buy a Disney pass, it doesn't cost me any more money to go to Disney. So as far yeah. as I'm concerned, any t- any excuse I have to go to Disney kind of just lowers my overall value of what it costs me to go to Disney. 100%. You get if I go 10 back. times instead of five times, well... It just got a lot more. I just got a lot more value out of that original spending nut. What do you think? Do you think Netflix wants you to be a person that watches so much content? Like, let's say you you watch uh, two hundred hours of Netflix every month. You think they want you there, or you think they want me who watches like thirty minutes, but I'm still fucking paying for it? Like, <laughs> probably a little column A, a little column B. So this is what I'm learning about algorithms. And I do a lot of research into algorithms, especially for social media sites, because obviously you're listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, (laughs) wherever it is that you're listening to it. Follow us on all the social medias at Car Jomez. And when I look at, you know, I try to find things that are prime times for posting keywords to use SEO, they call it search engine optimization. Um, These companies want content that will keep the users that will keep other users on their sites and their apps for longer periods of times. So that's why we've gone from the chronological order of posts and pictures and Instagrams and all that. We've gone from that to most popular, what, what these apps think was most apt to keep you there longer because that's how they grade it time spent on the app. So if you have an account that's posting often 
getting a lot of engagement and keeping you there longer, well, you're considered almost a super user to them. So your content will come up more often in people's feeds or be suggested more often because that seems to be going. The more likes you get, the more comments you get is better for your quote unquote brand because it keeps people engaged and keeps them coming back. Because if you comment on my post and then I respond to your comment, now you come back to respond to me again. Now yeah. I've, I've engaged you multiple times to actually stop what you're doing and engage with the content that I, I hate these terms, but these are what they I mean. know. No, I just, I was with my Twitch stream. I was just looking and it had like a little thing and it was saying, oh, you should try to engage with your people because if they engage within the first whatever minutes, they're usual, they will come back or something they're like that. They're more apt to stick around. And, yeah. And that's why even if you watch one of my YouTube videos, brand new YouTube video up this week on youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. We'll talk about that in a second. But if you come to my YouTube videos, I encourage you in the video, please leave a comment because it's important, number one. But I will respond to every single comment that's left in my feed. Number one, I don't get that many comments where it becomes very difficult for me to respond to all the yes. comments. But number two, it shows the algorithm that basically for every comment, it gets double because I respond to each one. So instead of getting five comments, I've got 10 comments. My comments count towards that stuff. And I do the same thing on Instagram and I try to do the same thing on Twitter. You know, if you engage me, I will respond 99 times out of 100. Oh, I thought it was because it was nice. You're just trying to trying to move along. No, that. A lot of times, a lot of times, especially on Twitter, I get nah, a lot yes. of good engagement. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I, a lot of a lot of good people who reach out, whether it's about this podcast, uh, about my YouTube videos, about stuff about the Mets. A lot of different takes. You know, th this week was a lot of baseball because we had Fred McGriff making the Hall of Fame and everything going on with the Grom. Um, but so, uh, I, and I don't mind. I I enjoy the engagement, so it, it's fine for me. And it's not like I'm doing anything else otherwise. Um, <laughs> but so this is a real good question for Netflix, a service which you're already paying for. Yeah, you know it's almost like having medical insurance. Like the the insurance they company don't want you to use the, it, right? They love the guy who's paying for the insurance but not going to the doctor, right? Yeah, that's me. I'm never sick, so they're like they love this guy. But if you are spending more time on Netflix, you're spending less time on Hulu or Disney. That's Plus. true. Okay. So I would think that there has to be a happy medium where these things kind of cross over. And there's like a Venn diagram of their, yeah. their ideal Netflix user. Ooh, interesting. This is a very informative podcast today. Baseball, algorithm stuff. I love it. We've been going a long time, and it feels like we just got started. <laughs> I love it. Oh, All right. So, yeah. Netflix, Glass Onion. Make some fucking money, dummies. <laughs> now, you saw the movie. It was great. It was good. It's See, a I little long. I, it's I, a little I, long. I had a really good time with the first one. I got really. You'll have fun. You have fun with this. Same See, I'm thing. Excited now. Uh, Daniel Craig is great. That character is great. Benoit Blanc. He's a wonderful man. Uh, it's a little long. It's two nineteen. It's a little long. Mm. I felt it a little, but it is fun. You're gonna have fun. And when they unravel the mystery, that's fun. It's a very. It's good. It's a tight mystery. I think in some ways it's a little better than the first one. I think the mystery may be a little better than the first one. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe I like the characters in the I don't know. This is, you know. Either way, I think you're going to like it. I give it three and a half main men. If, uh, okay. If that's that's that. a nice yeah, grade. That's a very healthy good. and robust score. Yes. I had a great time with it.
Oh, so look at that. Glass Onion, Knives Out. I'm excited. If you guys haven't seen the first one, it's a it's a just a good movie. It's a good yes. Adult story. Movie. Just go enjoy it. You know, is it going to be the best movie you ever saw? No, but not everything has to be. And we say that. But it could be. People might watch be bad movies, bro, compared to things we're going to talk about this week. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, one last thing I want to talk about before yes. we really dive in. I said new, have to. new video yes. on YouTube. I've been dying Gomez, to talk about this. You've had it. I've had it yes. now. Uh, my video is doing really well for me, which I'm kind of surprised about. Um, and I gained like 100 new subscribers this week, oh, which shit. is nice to see. Very nice. Gomez, nice. the Italian mozzarella chicken sandwich and cheeseburger from Wendy's. Oh, when we first got the news this was coming, we basically interrupted the podcast to break. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. That's right. We happened to be recording that day. We had breaking news. It was That's legitimately right. breaking news. So our fat asses couldn't wait to get. I over ran. It. I heard it was available. I fucking ran. I've been dying for you to try it so we could talk. So really, in the fast food realm, the only things we've had to really gauge against this is the classic Italian chicken sandwich from Burger King, right? Yes, that's that's the OG. That's the that's the one, and we we have a very healthy respect for that sandwich. They brought it back. Uh, Probably less than a year ago now, they had brought it back for a limited yes. run. I went and had it. There's a video oh, up on my YouTube there. To me, it still held up. Still good. Still good. Still held up. It was exactly what I remember because, especially it first debuted when I was a kid. And when I'm a, look, when you're a kid, you love pizza. So if you tell me you're getting <laughs> pizza anything, that's like fucking incredible, right? Yeah. So, like a pizza burger, the first time I Kelly heard loves the word a pizza, burger, pizza yep. burger on a menu, <laughs> what? Was like blew my mind. Wait, you can get like a oh my god, like how's this? and then my mom when I was a kid, like sometimes would take like English muffins, English muffin like, pizzas, a, baby, a spoonful of sauce and yep. a slice of mozzarella on it, and she'd the be, best. You know, toast it up, and I'd be like, Mom, you might be the best cook ever. Which, if you've ever met my mom, you know is not true. But for that, those fleeting moments, it felt like it. My mom is the only Italian woman who's terrible at cooking. We just had sauce yesterday, and there's some left over. And I told my mom, I said, oh, I'm going to make an English muffin pizza later. <laughs> it's the best. So Wendy's comes out, and I wasn't aware of what I was getting myself into. Obviously, oh. I got both the burger and the chicken. And then I open it up, and I go, what the fuck is this? It's like a block of fried mozzarella on top of the sandwich. Yeah, and the cheese on the sandwich is Asiago. It's so fucking good. Oh my god, unbelievable! Garlic not bun. What? What? Now I Fuck. will say the garlic not bun. I will say wasn't a distinct flavor that I got when I was biting into this. It was a good bun, you know, like it, every, everything was good, you know, as I was taking it in. But I don't want to say you shouldn't expect like a New York style Italian garlic knock taste when you're, you know, I didn't have like the glaze on it. You know what no, I mean? It's like, the idea of it. It's that doughy, yes. soft bun. Yeah, no, it's not like, yeah, of course. Uh, did you like the burger? Because we didn't try the burger. We just tried the chicken. Bro, I love the burger. It, it works the, with the it works with the burger. Okay. So I had the burger first because okay. I said I want to save the chicken. I feel like yeah, because that's work the main better with the chicken. Yeah. yeah. Then I have the burger and I'm like, this is like, awesome. Fuck this chicken. <laughs> and I go, I can't. 
I can't, now I'm even more excited for the chicken because if the burger's this good, the chicken's got to be astronomical. Guys, if you haven't had it, go to Wendy's. Check this out now. Go to youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Watch my video. I basically gave away the the uh, results of the video of my review, but go check it out. Make sure you hit like and subscribe and leave a comment because you know I'll respond. Yes. Lobster kisses. <laughs> we did have someone who left a lobster. Yeah. Every time I get a lobster kiss, I kind of smile on the inside. I like, I like that. That's um, someone who listens to the show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and if you're listening to this show on Thursday, I hope you're at the Major Wrestling Figure yes. Podcast Toy Drive. I know a bunch of people who listen to this show will be there. I can't wait to meet you all. Hopefully, you're all yes. getting the exclusive 8x10, and I will sign that for free. Nothing else is free, but I'll sign that for free because that's you know part of the deal. You get the 8x10, <laughs> you get signed by everyone. Yes, I can't wait. We got our toys. We're ready, bro. Shiloh is ready. Oh, man. Can't wait. It's going to be a good... See, I mean, think about this. A loaded show. You're getting in. I don't want to say it's free because you are donating two toys yes. per person at the door. But for Still, that kind of price... $20 a ticket? Come like on. Like I said, normally it's $20 a ticket. You could have gone on Ringside Collectibles, got figures for three, four bucks with this Black Friday sale especially. And now you're getting... Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Mark Sterling, all TV names, right? Super yeah. crazy. Alex Riley, Joe Shoes, Fandango, VSK is on TV now. It's all these people on TV and then me. Like, I feel bad. I almost feel bad for the people who got the 8x10 because I feel like I ruin it. No, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. They your, your line is always fun, Joe. Come on. I, you know, I had, listen, I had a great time last year. It was great to meet everyone. It was a great experience for me, especially, like I said, when we do the drop-off, it's, it's, it's rewarding in its own way. So I'm, I'm happy to do it. Like I, I volunteer for this every year. The guys do not necessarily ask me because they know, you know, it's, it's a freebie. It's not like I'm getting paid to go get on a plane and spend my day in New York or anything. You know, but I volunteer myself for this because it's something I enjoy being a part of. So it'll be a great time, and I look forward to seeing everyone there. This is Joe's attempt to make up for all the awfulness he's done throughout the year. Let me do a good deed at the end. That'll this, show him. This is for this is what I get for uh, talking shit about Wakanda forever. <laughs> I had a friend who stopped a conversation with me the other day because we were talking about that movie, and I was like, yeah. Just didn't have any star power. You know, people may enjoy the side dishes, but we still show up for the steak. And she was pissed. I'm, I mean, I can't say I'm so surprised, but I'm surprised how much money it keeps making. I didn't think it had repeat value because it's just a downer of a movie, you know? Whether and it's very long. the movie is good or not, it's long and it's just very sad. It's just a very sad shit going on in the movie. And I didn't think I it would have think... repeat business. And, and this is me talking now. I would think that upon repeated viewings, once because you know the sad stuff is coming, now that you're not blinded by that, you may better recognize a lot of the shortcomings the movie has. Sure, I get that. So like, like Nakia just being able to find uh, Atlantis after fucking millions of years, after about five minutes of research. Like, she's the best at what she does, bro. Best at what she does. She, <laughs> she's the CM Punk of Wakanda. What the fuck? 
And speaking of CM Punk and his friend, Dwayne. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And let's speak of bad movies. Yeah, we saw some movies this week. Uh, Not all of them were good. (laughs) No. Um, This is going to be some episode. I said to Gomez right before we started recording, we watched some real fucking movies this week. Uh, I want to start with Black Adam. We finally both watched Black Adam. We finally both got around to it. This was supposed to be DC's attempt at making a mega hit with one of the top people in Hollywood, and they were going to come and kill it. And instead, we got Black Adam. Bro, I cannot believe this is the thing that The Rock for 15 years has been trying to make. What the fuck, bro? Unbelievable. He's been fighting to get this character on screen. There's no character. The Rock is the most charismatic person you ever met in your life. And he's playing a character that does nothing, who just he's stands playing there. A less charismatic Drax. Like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Number I one, believe the it. story I found hard to follow. It's terrible. It's it's it feels like patchwork put together. It it both drags and then isn't informative enough and very boring very boring you keep waiting for okay like what is the catch there's no there's no conflict right black adam shows up and they're just like yo we can't have this guy around and so they just start fighting black adam that's the whole movie that's it it's like it's like putting a match on pay-per-view that has no build beforehand and then the last 10 minutes oh here's the big bad guy literally it's not even a joke the main bad guy don't show up until the very end and then gets quickly disposed of. So, I mean, the less said about this movie, the better, I think. 100%. It's not good. There's nothing. And I mean, like normally we say. Yeah, One thing I enjoyed was when we first meet The Rock and he's like fucking everybody up, killing everybody. I thought that was entertaining, watching him just... Throw the grenades at people, blowing people up, melting their faces, shit like that. That was entertaining. That's five minutes in the beginning, and that's about it. So here's my thing with that. Visually, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, what? why the fuck is this happening? What was that movie, The Gray Man, we watched on Netflix? (laughs) Yeah. Explosions for the sake of explosions don't do it for me. So I'm just sitting there and like, I'm just like looking at my watch every five minutes. Like at some point, this has to be close to being over, right? I couldn't wait for this to be done. I could I think- not wait for this to be. Apologies to Wakanda forever. <laughs> it's because not the worst movie. I thought you were going to be the worst superhero movie of the year. And <laughs> I, this makes Wakanda forever look like fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> it's bad. I couldn't believe it. And then uh, at the end where we get the Superman reveal. So stupid. What? It's just so did it's that just so really dumb. need to happen? No, it's just dumb because for Superman to be on Amanda Waller's speed dial, get the fuck out of here. That's number one. Number two, he just has this thing where he's just like anti-Shazam when it makes no sense because this is a Shazam villain. This is who he's supposed to be fighting. First of all, The Rock should have been Shazam. That's who he should have been. Mm-hmm. He would be a great Shazam, playing that youthful, fun. He would be great. Instead, he does but, the fucking stoic said, guy. 
Zachary Levi oh, did a great, great job at Shazam. He's great, but then I enjoyed that movie. Hundred percent. That's who he's supposed to be fighting. Not fucking Superman. He's got this hard on because he's the Rock and he can't yes. be losing to anybody or nothing like that. So at least Superman is a formidable foe for him to go up against. He feels beneath Shazam is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself, Rock. What are you doing, bro? Come on. This is uh, unbelievable. So speaking of the Rock not being able to lose to anyone. Did you see the rumors going around this week that he may possibly win the Royal Rumble, that that's being discussed? Well, the rumor's always been Rock and Roman and for Roman, WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of if he could do it, if he could squeeze it in. And so they're, they're wondering if, should we really milk it, you know, have him come yeah. out, win the Rumble, and now we have, you know, two months of build-up and talking about it. Uh, You know, I get it. Why not? You, they're trying to make the most money, so I understand why they would do it. Of course, but I don't know. But does do you think that takes away, like when when The Rock teamed up with John Cena at Survivor Series? Did that take away from their main feud there? Having him come and do another. What thing was that early? against Our Truth and yeah, and the Miz? Yeah, no, I thought that was well done actually. You know, so I, I, don't I know. enjoyed both the Miz and Our Truth at that time. I enjoyed their heel work very much. I thought they really built that kind of good. So I don't think it took away. Um, I will say we've seen some hints dropped about this on the Young Rock TV show a few years uh, last season, season one, where we get uh, The Rock meets his young cousin, Joe, who is That's Roman right. Reigns. And uh, he says, oh, I want to wrestle you. And and big cousin Dwayne says, oh, that's a match that could only be held at WrestleMania. Hmm. And then this week on Young Rock, which is a show I'm unable to watch right now, because even with Hulu, you have to have like a network subscription or something a live tv subscription to be able to watch it um but i guess the rock has a trophy case in the background and apparently he's got the universal title on that trophy case which he hasn't won yet so this this show is supposed to take place about 10 years in the future so that would lead one to believe that at some point the rock has to win this title to add it to his display case so the thing is if The Rock doesn't win the Rumble, what are you doing with the Rumble? Since Roman has two titles, you can't. There's been talk of maybe doing a, a two night, you know, 190 faces one person, 190 faces another. But mm-hmm. that's that's going to take away. I think it takes do, away from the. You do yeah. Cody and Rock, uh, Cody and Reigns night one. Yeah. Always supposed to be like, oh, Cody and The Rock. We don't care about that. The who money else, is. Who could we take? The, I, see, to me, there's no sense in having the belt tied up with The Rock. And it is stupid too. The it doesn't need the belt. So maybe can you get the belt off Roman and onto a a Rollins or who who else is like? It'd be like McIntyre. Yeah, I guess so. But Cody's got to come back as the big baby. Or Cody, it would be Cody or McIntyre would be the ones. But I would think Cody needs to win it at WrestleMania. Yes. Like that would be the thing. Like you, you can't have him win it uh, at, no. at no way out. You know what I no. mean? Cody like, should win the Rumble and go to Mania, and it should be a big deal. That's, yeah, you know, he's. I don't know. It's tough because you know usually you have these plans and you want to stretch them out and whatever. But at the same time, we're getting really close now. <laughs> so yeah. now you know time is of the essence. So it, it really becomes what you do. Like, do do you put the belt on Brock? I, do you go back that? Like, I don't know. Like, what else do you do? That's the thing, too. Is it, Roman's going to lose to The Rock? Like, come on. That's silly. Yeah. And then what's The Rock going to do? He's just going to vacate? He's going to drop it back the next night? Like, what's The Rock going to do with that belt? It's silly. Uh, 
So yeah, the, we we spoke about Black Adam just so we could stop talking about about Black Adam Gomez. No need to hit music for this. Where where are you throwing it? <sighs> like a two, one and a half, two. It's not. Yeah, very to me, good. it's a one. It's it's terrible, terrible yeah. start to finish. And normally, you look at it and you say, "Oh, but at least the Rock is he's charming and he's fun and not in this movie." There's no, nothing. No, it's charming, not. This no, is no. not. No. This is not The Rock. You watch this and literally, I was like, this is what I I could not believe. Literally, for the amount of money they paid The Rock to be in this movie, they could have gotten literally anybody else. They would have never made it. It's only because of The Rock. It's only, (laughs) I I get it. But now, especially with DC kind of hitting the reset button for the 11th time with James Gunn going over there as soon as this Guardians movie is finished up, I don't know. I, don't, I I would think this has to be reset as well because this is, I mean, this should have been unacceptable. <laughs> it is unacceptable. Fucking hot garbage. <sighs> but, you know, I didn't hit music, but uh, I think I'm going to hit some some of this music here. Uh-oh. Ho, 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 ho! Welcome, boys and girls, to the five weeks of slaying! Ho, 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 ho! And slaying! Yeah, this is the music I want to hear today. Oh, boy. Slaying and slaying, baby. Oh, boy. So this week... We did a uh, a Home Alone kind of theme here. Home Invasion Week. Here home Invasion. There you go. Park. Yes, Home Invasion Week. Uh, our regular movie was called Pups Alone, a Home Alone movie featuring dogs that I figured Joe would get a kick out of because who doesn't love talking animals, right, Joe? Oh, my God. So on paper, you would think that this movie – is everything I could possibly want, right? It's a movie about animals who talk and mingle amongst each other and they get into hijinks and they do silly stuff. And one of the voices is Jennifer Love Hewitt. So yes. you know I'm on board. You would think well, I this picked movie it. is for me, right? I was doing something nice, I thought, for you. Because my uh, buddy, my buddy goes through a lot during these holiday seasons. And then on top of things, Gomez says to all of us, not even just me, he says to all of us, guys, passengers of the Car Gomez podcast, I'm going to make this really simple on you. Simply log on to twitch.tv slash mezmovie and it will be streaming for days for you to pop in on the odd number hours and just be able to watch streaming. So Gomez, I did that. I watched on twitch.tv slash mezmovie, and we have pups alone. So here's a summary. Let me read off the summary. <laughs> While everyone is away on a company ski trip, Robert's neighbor hires two inept thieves to steal his latest invention. The neighborhood dogs will use Robert's inventions to set up a house of horrors for the thieves. Now, that sounds, sounds good. Sounds yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, that is right. not at all what this movie no. is about. No. What fucking movie is that? That's not the movie we watched. What the fuck? This movie, real quick, forgets it's supposed to be about the dogs. There's like all. no animals. <laughs> They're in it for like 10 what minutes. They, they, it's called Pups Alone, and it is Pups Alone. They just left them alone and filmed yes. a movie about a family. <laughs> 
it's I could, I'm like I'm watching this movie like where the fuck are these dogs? I couldn't believe it, bro. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So, like, we start this movie. It's a little girl and her dad. Her dad doesn't pay any attention to her because he's having emotional problems since the, the mom died. And then he apparently gets some good job with this company, and he's trying to invent this collar that make, can allow dogs to speak through this collar. When they bark, you'll hear their actual thoughts, kind of like what Homer's brother did with the baby monitor thing back in the day, <laughs> only for dogs. That's where we're at. 2022, we're still stealing from the fucking Simpsons. Love so that's it. what goes on. They move into this fucking neighborhood of all people who work for the same company. And then who comes over as the neighbor across the street, Gomez? Motherfucking He-Man himself. Yeah, baby. Dolph Lundgren. And it turns out that he's a bad guy and he's, he's got these henchmen guy. who are going to infiltrate our our absentee father's invention room and steal what he's got so he could try to gain favor within the company. But instead, we get more stuff about the whole company being on a goddamn ski trip and less stuff about the dogs causing this house of horrors for these criminals who are breaking into the house. And this movie is one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> It was so bad. I felt so bad. The voices are terrible. You could tell that everybody doing the voices behind them was completely uninterested. The, the camera work on it, especially because you're using live action animals. So it's, you know, like you're not animating the dog's mouths and stuff. So it just feels like they're thinking to each other like fucking yes. Professor X. Well, because like, right, they're talking with the... <laughs> no, but like this is, they don't even have the collars at this point. When they're amongst each other, oh, okay. they talk with yes. their minds. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm very sorry, Joe. I this was a terrible gift. What a terrible gift! It's like I these motherfucking dogs try to upload their thoughts to the cloud and then hit the share button. It's just fucking unreal. But it's so fucking bad. The premise it's sucks. Bad. The movie sucks. I like. How do you do a movie like this and not at least pass it through me first? I will tell you how to do talking animals. I'm really, really invested in talking animals i want it to be good i want there to be a market for this because i want more of these and then you give me this shit and you fucking ruin everything for everyone <laughs> oh what a fucking piece of shit i couldn't believe it. i gotta say i'm trying to think is there a worse movie we've watched on the Claude Jones podcast this Sausage might be party. Sauces, goddamn, so always goes back to fucking sausage party. <laughs> the answer is always sausage party. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm gonna hit some music because there ain't much to say about this yeah. fucking thing, bro. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Main man standing, bro. Pups alone. I can't wait. <laughs> Gomez, I appreciate what you were trying to do. Yes, I'm sorry. Obviously, the uh, fight execution was not very successful. 
No. No one is ever going to refer to you as the Bret Hart of this podcast because you are not the excellence of execution. Uh, in fact, you are the fuck boy of fuckery. This was fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't say and, that. And like you said, this this is definitely in the running for one of the worst movies we have ever watched. And sometimes like bad movies are good, right? Yes, you appreciate a bad movie. This is not that. that. This is no. not that kind of movie. This is simply just bad. And I, I understand it's probably made for kids. Like it's I like, can't oh. see kids liking this because the dogs aren't there. They're going to be but where the fuck are the do. dogs? I can't see a kid liking this. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, these dogs are doing all this cool shit. Not in this movie, pal. No, no, it's not. Watch these guys play poker. <laughs> That's what I, I was hoping we get shit like this. Why, if you, pups alone, why wouldn't you give us a house full of dogs playing poker? I thought there'd be a scene like that, right? Where they're partying and stuff. No, instead they're just, they're honestly just walking around. Just enjoying their day like dogs Babysitter's taking them outside on the sidewalk and like. (laughs) Just having a day. Jesus Christ. Zero stars. Zero main men. Zero. Just a complete fucking zero. I'm going to give a half a star. Just to be different, it's <laughs> fucking bad. Bro. That's now. This got to be history. This got to be the lowest. It's I think it's got to be the lowest. I've never. Give, ever I don't given. think I've ever given anything less than a one. We got to go back into the archives and see what you gave Sausage Party. I gotta see. Because I want to say I was in the negatives on that one, so I'm still. <laughs> I still got a long way to go, but this might be it for you. What a piece of shit. Our second movie, our horror component this week involving home invasion, was a movie, 2016's Better Watch Out. So Better Watch Out, once again, a home invasion type of movie that we think we're getting. Let's go through the summary. What do you say? Yes, read the summary there, baby. On a quiet suburban street... A babysitter must defend a 12-year-old boy from intruders only to discover it's far from a normal home invasion. Now, in contrast to our first movie, this summary actually is what the movie is about. Yes, it does. It tells you without telling you. So basically, we've got our babysitter coming over to watch the kids while the parents have a night out on the town. The kid has a crush on the babysitter and he's trying to impress her. She's, you know, the cute Make older the girl, yeah. you know, but, and she's been babysitting him for a long time. So he thinks there's a spark there and he's going to make his move. And, and all of a sudden shit starts happening around Shit's the house. going down. What the People fuck? People prank calling the house. We're hearing noises. Doors are left open. All of a sudden the, the nerdy friend comes over. And he thinks he's just trying to, they think he's just trying to scare them. But then it turns out, oh, no, I didn't do that one. And I didn't that do wasn't this. wasn't me. <laughs> so now the babysitter and, and the kid or Luke are running around the house. Only to find out that the kid Luke, who she's babysitting, was not only in on it, but he was the brains behind this. And he set this up. Hoping that he could impress this girl by quote unquote keeping her safe during a home invasion and that she would want to have sex with him. 
because yes. that's what all 12 year old boys want is to have sex <laughs> with their cute babysitter. <laughs> but yes. from there, it takes a turn because now this kid's going to get in trouble. Oh, yes. He, so we can't have that. No. So they end up knocking out the girl, <laughs> tying her to a chair. And what unravels is this incredibly, incredibly specific set of events yes. that lead to multiple murders Yes, her ex-boyfriend, her current boyfriend, the, the nerdy best friend, fucking pizza delivery guy down the street, the Christmas carolers. <laughs> this 12-year-old boy is one of the worst people that has ever existed on this planet and has concocted this murder house of horrors just so he wouldn't get caught trying to impress this girl with a home invasion. So he ends up having to kill these people. Of course. Having it be staged. Cover your tracks. A series of events perpetuated by the girl's ex-boyfriend who now couldn't bear not being with her anymore. And that's how these people die. And he almost got away with it. Almost. So close. So close. The babysitter, Ashley is her name, miraculously lives at the end. And that's what's going to put this guy away. But for a moment, I thought we were getting out of there with this guy having gotten away with the, the perfect murders. Yes. That would have been something. Would you have liked that if you got away with it? I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because it's like, you like it, but you know, it's like, but you also want to be like, yo, fuck that kid. I but hope he gets to this shit. is a 12-year-old boy who yeah. had all of this plan. Number one, so like I said, he's trying to impress the girl. Yeah. They end up kidnapping her because now they can't get in trouble, right? Like the kids yes. can't get in trouble. It backfired. She found out it was a thing. She just, yeah. she went, wait a minute. She realized what was but going on. there was on. plan B in case, they, you know, because he had of all course. this planned out. Jesus Christ. So they tie this girl to a chair. She's duct taped ankles and, and wrists to the, the chair. He then texts her boyfriend to come over, like saying some shit, like I'm mad at you, whatever. And he comes over trying to apologize because they need him there. Yes. Then the, it further branches out because they get the ex-boyfriend. He's texting the ex-boyfriend on her phone saying, oh, I miss you. I want you to come over. Um, you know, she wa- Ashley wants to see you, whatever. And they set it up as this guy being a jealous ex-boyfriend and, and killing these people involved. And it like a 12 year old boy thought of this. And then you like, there's scenes where he's like wiping down the gun and making sure he gets the, the guy's fingerprints on it, making sure he gets his fingerprints Fuck on the knives. Out, I am like, I'm sitting there the whole time going, what the fuck? He had plan A to Z, bro. He had a plan for everything. If this happens, I got to do this. I got to do this now. I got to do this. You got to be prepared, bro. He had booby traps in the yard in case anyone tried to run. They would hit like a trip wire and get shot with a poison dart. Yes. <laughs> Where do you get poison darts at 12 years? Where do you get the resources to have a trip wire? Bro, you can find anything on YouTube. You should know that. <laughs> but like, he's a nerd sitting at home in his room playing video games. His parents go out for fucking 20 minutes. He was able to set that whole thing up. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it was very elaborate. And the best thing is he had a very nice friend who was willing to go along with the ride. <laughs> what a so, friend there. 
Let me talk on this for a bit because <laughs> I'm someone who deserves loyalty. Sure. I, I deserve friendship and good people around me. And in this movie, Luke, our, our main person here, has this friend who's kind of a nerd, but is completely loyal to his buddy. And even though he's being put in bad situations by his friends, he sticks by him because they're friends. This week, I got a text message (laughs) from my friend's wife, who I'm friends with, right? Not Gomez's wife. Our our mutual friend, our mutual friend, BAC, his wife texted me to say, I had a dream that we came to visit you. And in the middle of the night, you went and killed someone. And um, in the morning, we woke up and was like, what the fuck? You know, basically. And my response was, well, did you help me bury the body? And she said, no. And I said, well, then you're a bad friend. Because any true friend, Gomez. Grabbing the shovel, bro. Where we go? Grab a goddamn shovel. I got like a the spot. executioner go. at in your house buried alive. <laughs> That's how you know mankind had friends. Because they what all came friend. with shovels. What a good friend he was, the executioner. If you want to be friends with someone, I do want to be friends with someone named the executioner. I gotta tell you. <laughs> you know what? I say no new friends often, but if I ever meet a guy named the executioner, he's my you're friend. Getting a, you're getting a Christmas card, pal. He's my best buddy. I want to be on his team. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. <laughs> uh so anyway, that's my rant about friends. If you're gonna be friends with me, bring a shovel. If you're listening to this at the major pod toy drive, bring a shovel. Bring a shovel. Stop on your way in. Two toys and a shovel for admission. Uh, Gomez, I honestly, this was a movie I had a hard time figuring out how I felt about it because the story really took me. It's interesting. Like, obviously, there we've had movies about bad kids before, right? Yeah. This kid, I felt like, took it to a whole new level and fucking reveled in it. Yes. That's I think the kids, a, the, the kids a little annoying. I think I enjoy he, the movie, but I think the kids like, oh my god, I've had enough of this fucking kid. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say I like the movie enough. I think it's worth a watch. Um, but it's the the way he revels in it is like this annoying. I don't want to say it's like the X Pac heat. Sure. But it's yes. Like, exactly. You want to see heat. him? It's heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like you really get the feel like this is a bad kid he's a piece of shit and you want to see him get his comeuppance yeah i'm all about i'm usually like i love a dark ending i love an ending that's fucked up like oh the bad guy wins but this movie nah he had to get yeah exactly like if he would have gotten away with this you you would question everything everything you think you know about a, a, a good society and what do we know about society, Gomez? What do we know? <laughs> that we live in a society. <laughs> oh, okay. It's so you Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? 
man, man, man. A quadruple main man. Are you our man? Are you our man? Watch out. <laughs> that fucking line gets me every time. It's the best. Oh my god. Better watch out. 2016. Main man standards, baby. Listen, it's not the worst movie we watched this week. Definitely not. It's the best by a lot. It's the best by far. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie either. It's definitely interesting. It'll definitely keep you intrigued. Keeps yes, you guessing. It yes. it, like, honestly, you're watching this going, but how, how far will this motherfucking kid take it? Yes. Sir. Um, we get one scene in particular where they have the boyfriend tied down to the chair and they do the home alone the thing home with alone the paint things. can swinging from uh, the second floor. And at first it misses the guy and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But then that's not good enough. He does it again. And the guys now the, the gore is off screen. You Which see, I wish we saw it. So you get the what do they call like uh, consequence gore like you see yes. splatter like as you see it, a splatter and then you see like blood dripping down but you don't yeah. see the blood you just see a drip you don't you, see or you'll see the paint from. can afterwards swinging yeah. with the guy yeah. you know with uh uh skin and brain matter attached to it <laughs> goo um, but the actual gore itself is is not really seen in yes this movie. it's not a bloody movie like that um. But like we get to see, and, and like you just keep wondering, like how far will this kid fucking take it? And to me, I thought the kid was a really good heel. I bought into it. I had very real feelings that I wanted to see him uh, fucking get what was coming to him because he fucking did not. What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a triple main man. Three stars. Yes, sir. That's where I'm at, too. I don't love this movie. I like it, but I do think it's very interesting. It is something that I tell people to watch. I think it's a it's a movie where you watch it and you're like, oh, all the twists and turns. You really, you know, you you you're into the movie. You might not love it at the end, mm -hmm. but I think for those those ninety minutes, you're like, where the fuck is this movie going? What what's gonna yeah. happen now? There's a lot of uh, a lot of worse movies out there, and we should know because we watched two of them this week. <laughs> Uh, well, let's hope next week's a little better. What so, do we say? What's on the docket for next week, Gomez? So next week, we're going to do gifts. That's our Ooh. theme, gifts. Okay. So we're going to watch The Gift with year. Katie Holmes. <laughs> I wish we could watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it, actually. Uh, I saw it in the movie theater, actually. I don't remember much about it, though. Except, uh, one Except for that... the titties. Yeah, yeah. Katie Home titties. That would be uh, the only I, reason to go see it. And I really don't even remember that. I just remember it's a thing that happens. Like, I don't really oh, remember man. the we context miss you, Katie or anything. What, whatever happened to you? Uh, so last year, there was a movie, 8 Big Christmas. Did you watch this last year, Joe? 8 Big Christmas? 8 Bit. 8 Bit Christmas. Yes. Oh, uh, no. I, I believe I've heard of this. Yes. I just see it on all the streaming services when I'm scrolling through. So, yes, this came out last year. It's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. It's about a movie in the uh, the 80s. I believe they're trying to get a Nintendo. It's all about trying to get a Nintendo. The hot item, there. the hot item of the season. Can they get it? Oh my! So that's on HBO Max. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's good, but you know, we'll see. Okay. So that's our that's, slaying part of it. That's the... our slaying. And now for our slaying, we're going to watch Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Okay. Gremlins, baby. 
the classic. We're gonna watch a classic this part week. one. Part one, because part one's of Christmas time. Okay. So that's I, on uh, HBO Max as well. Perfect. So it's a very HBO centric week. week. Yeah. Um, for gifts, uh, Gremlins. Uh, I know everyone's gonna ask me. I have seen Gremlins before. <laughs> When's the last time you seen it? I was probably years ago? six years old when I there saw Gremlins. Go. So Joe has never seen Gremlins. Pretty basically. much. I remember. I remember like watch like thinking Gizmo was cute and like oh like he's great. But you're gonna I, be surprised you, at how rough it is. That's something you're gonna be like, oh, that's fucking kind of scary, bro. Like that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little so scary. So Gremlins, I'm looking forward to this. Eight bit yeah. Christmas and Gremlins. I like it. Yeah, so that's a fun week. That's next week, Joe. Can't get there. Gotta wrap this one up, right? Well, let's do it. It is now time for the big finish. Big finish time, baby. Let's get this wheel up. Let's get that wheel and spin it. Round and round it goes. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how many are there? <laughs> Today's big finish. Sugar Ray songs. Yeah, baby. Here we go. Number one, Mean Machine, right? That was them. Mm, man, I love me some Sugar Ray. I love. Do you their... really? Who do... you don't love Sugar Ray? What, what, no. what happened? What? what? No. What? This is news to me. I thought we all love Sugar Ray. What's going on here? <laughs> so you thought wrong, my man. <laughs> Who don't love Sugar Ray? Why would what? I? Every morning there's a hit. Come on, no. what are we doing? From before they did before, what was the first song? Fly was like their Fly, first like yeah. breakout. So before that, they um, I, I I heard of them probably on like Alternative Nation at midnight on MTV. Yeah, they, had a, they had a song or two. Mean Machine, and it was like on a hockey rink, and it was like Mean Machine. And I was like oh, RPM. That's another one they had back then. Yeah, come on, bro. <sighs> So here we go. Every morning, that's got to be on the list. Ah, let's see. Falls Apart, one of my favorite songs. I fucking love it. And I probably do the Abracadabra cover right yes. there. Boom. Okay, I will so, say that. Um, I'm going to go Mean Machine is number that's one. Yeah, Abra- Abracadabra, number two. And I'm actually going to go with another Someday. cover song. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go with Is She Really Going Out With Him? Oh, yes, they do a, they do a good cover of that. Yes, they do. Very so, good. Honestly, do I hate Sugar Ray? No. But am I a Sugar Ray fan? No. <sighs> Thank God. I'm not a Sugar Ray fan. I'm not listening yeah. to Sunday when the world has passed. You're not going to find that good. on my liked songs playlist on Spotify. Bullshit. Spotify I know it is. I know it is. You're not going to find that. Bullshit. Oh, what a fun episode. We we talked about a little bit of everything today, baby. We had an awful lot today. And Gomez, before we wrap it up here, I just mentioned Spotify. And I want to thank a lot of people who posted their Spotify rap uh, this week who had us on their list. I think that is super cool. Yes. Awesome. 
Love it. You know, apparently, according to Spotify, uh, uh, according to Spotify, we put out over 3,300 minutes of original content this year. We wow. were a top 10 podcast for over 50 people. That's crazy. And I think that's really cool. That's awesome. That, Spotify has said we are in the top 25% of most followers, most followed podcasts. That's pretty. That's insane to me. I don't know that how is, it works, but I'll take it and yes, fucking I, thank you. I don't know how or why, but that seems like really cool because Spotify is pretty big, and we were the number one overall podcast for eleven different people. Thank you guys very much. I it's it's just really cool to see something that we put a lot of work and effort into that people appreciate that and people are enjoying it. So we appreciate you, whether you're the Council of Jeffs, whether you're Sunil. You know, Sunil been kind of quiet in the mentions lately, but I know Sunil listens because Sunil always supports. I give him that. And uh, hopefully I'll see him at the Christmas toy drive this I, year. I expect to. I can't wait. I took a good picture with Sunil and Jay George uh, at one of the FWF oh. shows last year. Where we're, uh, it's, it's a good one. I got to see if I dig that out and post it. But uh, yeah, to all the people, the Mike Friuses, the uh, Reggae Dones, the big Maybe action, or what, what does he go by now? Uh, Pedro Donez, fucking, he's like a regular wrestler now. Fucking, um, no, but seriously, thank you guys. Um, as we wind down the year here, obviously, we'll be doing some recap, but Spotify Raft came out this year, so that was really cool to see. Uh, remember, follow us on all the social media at Jomez. Leave a five star review wherever it is that you get this podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Follow us on all the social media at Jomez. Obviously, you know where to find me at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at the Joe Shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with another round of slaying and slaying. We have 8-Bit Christmas for slaying, and we have Gremlins for slaying. But, but until then, Gomez, that's Amore, cowboy. Peace. One.